where were you and what were you doing 35 years ago? Where were you and what were you doing 35 years ago? Let me try to be a little bit more specific. Where were you? What were you doing on June the 4th, 1984? Try to think about it. Where were you? What were you doing on June the 4th, 1984? Did anything significant happen on that day? Is there anything special about that day? Is there anything you can even remember about that day? Now, I know for some of you, we're not even born yet. Okay, all right. You have an excuse. If you were born, if you were alive on June the 4th, 1984, try really hard. Can you remember anything? Now, with all of those questions, I would like to welcome everyone to another episode of the Socratic Circle podcast. This may also appear as a Music Matters podcast, and it may appear on a number of other uh, podcast platforms. So wherever you may hear this, welcome. I am recording this on Saturday, May the 25th, 2019 at 11.54 a.m. Central Time. Now, you may be asking, why is he asking so many questions about June the 4th, 1984? Why is he asking so many questions about 35 years ago? Well, on June the 4th, 2019, we will celebrate the 35-year anniversary of something pretty important. Well, maybe I should say it this way. On June the 4th, 2019, we will celebrate the 35-year anniversary for something that's pretty important if you care or like music. But even if you don't really care or like music, it's still pretty important because I guarantee you, if you're older and if you were alive June the 4th, 1984, I'm pretty sure you were influenced by this, experienced it, heard it, something. You're going to have some connection to this. You're going to have some opinion. Now, for the younger generation, you may not have any connection to this at all. So this will serve as a little bit of history and, and stay with me, will also serve as a very important reminder on why interpretation is important. All right, so you're ready for a little music history lesson and a little discussion about interpretation. I, I, think, I think if you stay with me, you'll find this to be very interesting. All right, here we go. On June the 4th, 1984, which will be about 35 years ago, correct? All right, 35 years ago, again on June the 4th, 2019, will be the 35-year anniversary Born in the USA was the seventh studio album by, come on, tell me, Bruce Springsteen. It was released by Columbia Records on June the 4th, 1984. Now, I cannot speak for all of you, but for me, I was waiting at the record store on June the 4th, 1984 to Get the new Bruce Springsteen album, all right? To, to get the new album, to hear what he was going to do. I'd listen to his previous albums. We could talk about all of that, but that's not the purpose of this episode, all right? But I, I had it. I went home, and immediately I was like, whoa, okay. There, there's, there's, a, there's something a little different about this Bruce Springsteen album that we, 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 again, we'd have to get into a lengthy discussion, but I immediately 
knew something was going on here. Now, I had no idea that this album would become as big as it did in 1984. I had no idea that Bruce Springsteen was going to become like the pop star of 1984. I mean, I had no idea. I mean, the album, Born, uh, Born in the USA, it went on to sell over 30 Five, or over 30 million copies. It went, went on to sell over 30 million copies. That number may be up to 35 million by now. I don't know. But it went on to sell over 30 million copies. It was on the radio constantly in 1984. There were articles about Bruce Springsteen and, and Michael Jackson and comparing the two and how, you know, there were such big names back then. And we, and we could talk all day about it. It was a cultural phenomenon. There's no way to get around it. The album was a cultural phenomenon. The videos were cultural phenomenon. Bruce Springsteen became a household name. Teenagers were listening. I mean, he wasn't like, you know, Bruce Springsteen, this well-respected artist that's kind of known more for the, you know, music nerds and the hardcore music fans. Now he was the, you know, he was the flavor of the year for teenagers who didn't really care that much about knowing anything about music or who was the critic's favorite or anything like that. He was like the guy on pop radio. It's hard to imagine Bruce Spring Springsteen in that context, but that really was the context in 1984. When you think about Bruce Springsteen, oh, this is this, you know, well-respected artist and songwriter, critics loved him. But in 1984, with the release of Born in the USA, he was the pop star. He was on MTV. It's, it's just hard to imagine that. Now, how, how important is this album, Born in the USA? Well, over time, it developed a pretty, um, a pretty important uh, place in music history. Uh, Born, in the, Born in the USA was voted the fifth greatest rock album of all time. All right, a large number of critics got together and Born in the USA was voted the fifth greatest rock album of all time. Now, some people may have an issue with referring to it as rock because some people may say, well, it's kind of a pop kind of rock, but I don't know. We, we, you could have that debate if you want. All right, uh, and uh, Rolling Stone magazine ranked Born in the USA the no number 85 on their list of the 500 greatest albums of all time. So number 85 on the 500 greatest albums of all time. It was uh, named, um, it, was, uh, it was shown up on a number of lists of great, uh, greatest albums of all time. I'm not gonna go through all of them. The album was also included in the book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. And I have that book sitting right here. 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. And I've heard all 1001 albums. I've heard them all. I've heard them all. Okay. Uh, and, and Born in the USA. I mean, I, I, oh, there's so much I can say about this album. All right, but this is what I want to do in this episode. I don't want to go through the entire album. I don't want to give you my, my history with the album, my thoughts about each track, how I responded to each track, how um, certain frustrations I had. Like, you know, here, here is Bruce Springsteen, and I could, I, could, I could go back into, you know, the previous albums and how they were basically ignored by, you know, all the teenagers at the time. And all of a sudden now they were like Bruce Springsteen and I'm sitting there going, wait a minute, where did all of you guys come from? There, there was a lot of frustration, a lot of confusion. There were, for some hardcore fans, I, I don't know if a lot of people will admit this today, but a lot of them felt like he sold out. 
Like, hey, this is not Bruce Springsteen. You, you, you turned pop, right? And so there, there I mean, you could kind of get back. But over and over and over, to be honest, I have returned to the album time and time again. Um, I still, I have multiple copies of the album. I have a vinyl copy. I have CD copies. Um, I have all kinds of copies of the album. And I have returned to it a number of times. There is something... There's something about the album, and, and this sometimes is the nostalgia factor, and I and if you know anything about that, I hate uh, liking music because of a nostalgia factor. I hate that. Music should stand on its own merit, not because because you, when people get older, this is I mean this is a this is kind of a psychological fact. There's kind of an age, right? You get 22, 23, 24, and basically something happens in people's brains and they stop accepting new music and they just want to hold on to the music of the past. So you hear old people say, again, this is the most the, the most foolish thing a human being can say. It's so irritating. I, I could say a lot meaner words. I won't, but it's just foolish. When you hear older pe people say, the music today is just a bunch of garbage. The music back then was so much better. Oh, stop talking. Okay, I hate when people say that because there's no logic to that. It means that you're, you stopped accepting new music. You stopped accepting innovation. You stopped accepting the inevitable evolution of music. You stopped appreciating new sounds, new, new genres, new twists on genres, how genres change. You stopped and you just want to hold on to the songs you liked when you were, you know, freshman or a sophomore or junior in high school. And you just want to relive the glory days. See what I did there? If you know the album Born in the USA, there's a song about the glory days. Okay, all right, all right. I was I was trying to be clever, but unless you know this album, you don't you didn't catch it. All right, and you're gonna you end, you end up old talking about boring stories of your glory days, as Bruce Springsteen uh, sp speaks about this album. You don't want to end up like that, old and talking about the glory days. No, the music then was the music then. The music now is the music now. There was great music then, there's great music now. Every generation has had amazing music. You just have to be willing to allow music to change and develop over time. And I don't know how people can be so close-minded to that. But for some people, uh, they will look back and, 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 and so for me, what I was trying to say is there is, I can't help though, there is at least a little bit of a nostalgia factor and why I kind of return to the album over and over, especially this time of year. I mean, it's Memorial Day weekend. It's Memorial Day weekend. All right. Obviously, Born in the USA was released on June the 4th, 1984. That was right there, summer vacation summer vacation. I was in high school, all right? Summer vacation was going on. I think I was in high school, maybe. I have to look and count it out. I was either j just finished my freshman year or was about to begin my freshman year. I can't remember how it all worked. Um, but th there was summer vacation, whatever year of school I was in or just completed, it was summer vacation. And summer vacation is an amazing time when you're young and you're a teenager, right? It's, it's, it's awesome. And that's why I was at the record store waiting. I mean, I was, I was ready to enjoy a summer of music and fun and whatever, and concerts and all the things I was going to do. So obviously, this became the soundtrack of the summer of 1984. I mean, this, this album was still being played when we went back to school, all right? This was a major, major deal. And so there's a part of me that it will always, when it, when it gets this time of year, there's certain albums that, that register with this time of year. And, and well, Born in the USA was one because it was the soundtrack of that 
summer. However, <laughs> Born in the USA. All right, the opening track of Born in the USA is the title track, Born in the USA. And that's what I want to talk about in this episode of this podcast. Are you ready? All right, Born in the USA is the title track of the album Born in the USA. The song Born in the USA was a hit single. It was played on radio nonstop. But if I was to make my list 10, 20, 30 songs that are the most mis misunderstood, if, uh, if I was to create a list of 20, 30 songs, the most misunderstood songs, the most misinterpreted songs in history, Born in the USA would be number one, number two, number three. I mean, you've got you know, Every Breath You Take by The Police. You've got a couple of them, but Born in the USA, it may even be number one. In fact, it may be number one for this reason alone. It's because even politicians who are supposed to be smart and well-educated they didn't even understand the song and they started using it in their political rallies and, and, and political spots and, and political advertisements. And you're just like, can anyone hear the actual lyrics? People, you know, 4th of July will be out somewhere with the flag waving and the bar barbecue grill going, listening to Born in the U.S. Okay, I won't sing. All right, and they're sitting there singing it, you know, holding up their beer, you know, eating a burger, American flag, fireworks, Born in the U.S.A. by Brings Bruce Springsteen. That's when, you know, that's good American music, you'll hear someone say. And you're like, oh my goodness. Just stop talking. Maybe, maybe I should take all devices that can play music away from you because that is a complete misrepresentation and a misunderstanding of the song. Let me demonstrate by working through the lyrics. Are you ready? Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen, the title track on the Born in the USA album, released June the 4th, 1984. We're about to celebrate the 35-year anniversary on Sirius XM radio right now, all of this weekend. It's Born in the USA anniversary remembrance. They're playing concerts from 1984. They're they are from that from Born in the USA tour. They're they're having interviews. They're doing all kinds of things about the album today. So I went I was listening to uh, deep tracks on Sirius XM and when they started talking about it, I thought, you know what, I, I can I can talk about this. So they're not going to approach it the way I want to approach it, which is Born in the USA is one of the most misunderstood and misinterpreted songs in music history. So here we go. Here is the first verse of Born in the USA. Born down in a dead man's town. The first kick I took was when I hit the ground. End up like a dog that's been beat too much till you spend half your life just covering up. All right. Born in the USA begins with the first verse that is obviously very depressing. It's very negative. All right. Born down in a dead man's town. All right. So that's, that's not a positive thing. The first kick I took is, was when I hit the ground. So from the very minute of birth, from the very minute of starting off life, he's getting kicked. 
He gets kicked so much, he ends up like a dog that's been beat too much till you spend half your life just covering up. You spend half your life fearful. You spend half your life paranoid. You spend half your life that someone's gonna kick you. You look, this is a negative thing. He this the 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 character here that he's speaking of, the way he's telling this story, the story begins with this individual who, man, from the very start, life's against him. He's being kicked around. He's like a dog that's scared of everyone. And then that chorus comes in. Born in the USA. I was born in the USA. I was born in the USA. Born in the USA. Now, it comes across kind of triumphant. It kind of comes across like a like a victorious or a positive thing. Okay, I was born, my life started out bad, but man, I was born in the USA. I mean, I got something to be happy about. I got something to be proud about because I was born in the USA, right? Is that what he's saying or he's doing it in kind of a facetious way, a sarcastic way? Hey, I was, everything went bad from the minute to start, but hey, guess what? I was born in the USA, right? Right? Is it kind of a, is it, how, how do you interpret that first course? Well, some people want to interpret the course as, as it's a positive thing, but it's not where it's going. Let's continue. I got in a little hometown jam. So they put a rifle in my hand, sent me off to a foreign land to go and kill the yellow man. Born and the USA. All right, now you're getting kind of an idea. All right, now he continues the story of this character. This character is born in a dead man's town. He's kicked, he's kicked around. Things are horrible right from the beginning. But hey, he's born in the USA, right? I mean, that's wonderful. Then he gets involved in a little hometown jam. Something happens, and I guess his choice is, you know, gel or, well, they put a rifle in my hand. They sent me off to a foreign land to go and kill the yellow man. But hey, born in the USA. I was born in the USA. I was born in the USA. I was born in the USA. Again, the course, it's ironic. It's sarcastic. Hey, while we're sitting here celebrating born in the USA and how great it is, there's these there's a and there's a conflicting reality. The reality, the reality doesn't live up to the blind patriotism and nationalism and positivity like, "Oh, I was born in America." Yeah. Born in America where we, you know, took a rifle, put it in the hands of young men, sent them off to a foreign land to go and kill the yellow man. Yeah, born in the USA though, right? This is not a positive message. So now this character, he starts from his birth and he ends up in, you know, killing the yellow man. Came back home to the refinery. Now he comes back from going off and killing the yellow man. So he comes back home to the refinery. Oh yeah, I gotta come back. Now maybe I can get my job at the refinery. The hiring man said, son, if it was up to me, went down to see my VA man. He said, son, don't you understand? He comes back, no job. Hey, but it was born in the USA, right? I had a brother at Kaisan fighting off the Viet Cong. They're still there. He's all gone. He had a woman he loved in Saigon. I got a picture of him, of him in her arms now. He had a brother. He went, he went and fought too. He fought off the Viet Cong, right? He went and fought. He was in war. 
They're still there. All the people that he went to fight, all the people he went to kill, they're still there, but his brother's all gone. He had a woman. His brother had a woman he loved in Saigon. And all this character now has is a picture of him in her arms. That's what he's got left, a picture. His brother's all gone. His brother all gone mentally? Is his brother all gone physically? He's all gone, whatever the case may be. But guess what? Born in the USA, right? Oh, wait, the, the story continues. Down in the shadow of the penitentiary, out by the grass fires of the refinery, I'm 10 years burning down the road, nowhere to run, ain't got nowhere to go. Born in the USA. I was born in the USA. Born in the USA, I'm a long gone daddy in the USA. Born in the USA, born in the USA, born in the USA, I'm a cool rocking daddy in the USA. Now he's being a little facetious and he's really mocking it. Now he's kind of mocking it. He's really playing it up. Like he just paints this horrible negative picture and then he really plays up this celebratory, born in the USA, born in the USA, born in the USA. And literally, politicians would use this, and, and everyone, everyone's in the audience with their waving the American flag, singing "Born in the USA." And 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 I'm sitting there looking at these political rallies, looking at all these people, and going, "This is this demonstrates that none of you should be able to vote, and the politician who authorized the use of this song should not run for office and should not be elected president, because how could you not get the song? This is not a flag waving song." This is a song about, yeah, well, we're, while we're waving the flag saying, hey, we're born in the USA, we're born in the USA, isn't it amazing? There is a dark reality of difficulties, of, of things done, things that, that should not be celebrated, things that should be looked upon negatively, like getting involved in Vietnam and other situations. We, have, we can question some of those things because some people, it's either blind patriotism, blind patriotism, or hate everything. I, obviously, I go for more of a balanced approach, but the point is he's mocking the blind patriotism. He's, he's making fun of it. He's trying to show you the stark contrast. Now, you may think, well, this is just your take and you don't know how to interpret music. Let me read for you. The title track, the title track became one of the most misunderstood songs in music history. According to Greg, K, uh, is it Greg Cott, I think is how you say his last name, and Parker Malloy, all right, so Greg Cott and Parker Malloy, the course of the song gave the feel of a positive patriot, patriotic anthem, but the lyrics depicted the difficulties and marginalization of working class Vietnam veterans and the struggles Vietnam veterans had to face returning to their country. Written during the early 1980s recession in the United States, uh, the crestfallen verses mock the empty slogan in the course, Kat said, or Kat said. Because the lyrics were overlooked, the song was used by politicians during rallies, campaign events, and victory speeches. See, the crestfallen verses mock the empty slogan. 
It's, it's a mocking song. It's mocking. It's making fun of this idea. Hey, we're born in the USA. We're born in the USA. Yeah, well, you're sitting there waving your flag, giving me all this, you know, raw, raw stuff, this pep rally idea. Well, let's talk about what's happening. Let's talk about that. Let's, let's go through this. You know, I mean, I was beaten like a dog from the moment I, the moment I was born. You know, I ended up getting a rifle in my hand and being sent to a foreign land to go and kill, kill human beings, right? Go kill human beings. Yeah, that's what you need to do. I come back home. Uh, guess what? Well, sorry. Hari man said, son, if it was up to me, but you know, we, we don't have anything for you. I went down to see my VA man for some kind of help. And hey, man, you just, you just don't understand. I, I had a brother. I had a brother too, but you know, well, he was off fighting the Viet, Viet, Viet Cong. They're still there, but hey, he's, he's long gone. And I've got a picture left. I got a picture left of my brother and the woman he loved in Saigon. Okay, that's wonderful. Down in the shadow of the penitentiary, out by the gas fires of the refinery, I'm 10 years burning down the road. I got nowhere to run. I ain't got nowhere to go. I mean, how dark and hopeless can you end up? The song ends up as hopeless and as dark as it can. And then it just, it just then repeats over and over and over the born in the USA, born in the USA, born in the USA to mock it. It's, it's mockery. It's sarcasm. How that's misinterpreted, I do not know. I, 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 it's just amazing. That song, Born in the USA, will get played. And it's usually older people. It's usually older people. It's absolutely startling to me. First, they'll start singing along. And they and 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 they'll say, yeah, born in the USA, and they'll speak of it like in a positive way. That's right. We need we need more we need more songs celebrating the fact that we're born in the USA. And that's right. I was born in the USA. We don't need any illegal immigrants, right? You know that they will almost use it like it's just shocking. I mean, literally, I have I have heard adults talk about this song so many times. I have to turn and walk. I just have to turn and walk away. I just I cannot believe. How something so simple to interpret is so is so I guess complicated to the average person. This song was so misunderstood. It's been so misrepresented. It has been so misinterpreted, and it's it's frightening that that can happen to popular art. It's got to be frustrating from a songwriting perspective. Bruce Springsteen here is being a little subversive. He's taking a what sounds like a positive chant born in the USA and he's being subversive and mocking it through the course the course it's 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 mockery it's 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 irony i don't know i don't even know the right terms to use but you get the idea so this is what i would challenge you to do 35 year anniversary it's 2019 right you don't have to go down to the record store and buy the album. You can use Spotify. You can use Apple Music, whatever service you may have. Listen to the whole album, Born in the USA. Listen to the whole thing. What are some of the themes you hear? What are some of the messages? Can you really rightly interpret the messages? Can you rightly interpret all the messages of the album, Born in the USA? In fact, I think I have the track listing right here. I have the track listing. Yeah, I have the track listing right here. Uh, the first song is Born in the USA. Um, we just dealt with that one. Cover Me. What is he talking about there? Darlington County. Darlington County. All right. That's, well, we could talk about that song. Uh, working on the Highway. Down, uh, downbound Train. I'm on Fire. 
No Surrender, Bobby Jean, I'm Going Down, Glory Days. Now that was one of my favorite songs when I was a teenager in 1984 because that song convinced me that the last thing I wanted to do when I grow up was to be sitting around telling boring stories of my glory days. I didn't want to be one of those adults that lived that in the present, all you can do is think about the past and talk about, well, I remember this and I remember this and I remember, I want to talk about the, I want to talk about ideas. I want to talk about the here and the now. I don't want to talk about the glory days. That song really convicted me. I mean, it was really a convicting message to me, even though I was young. I was like, man, I don't want to be one of those old people sitting around talking about the past. Who cares about the past? The past is over. Let's talk about the present. Let's talk about the future. Dancing in the Dark, very famous song. In my hometown, yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a weighty song right there. My hometown is a weighty, weighty song right there. Uh, but there's a lot of themes going through some of these songs. You kind of kind of this working class hero, you know, making it through life. You have ups and downs, you have love, you have lost love, you have, um, you know, some possible, I'm on fire, you know, some, some uh, you know, what forbidden love, I guess we could say. Um, you've got, you know, the working class person, you've got, you just got a lot of things going on. Uh, this kind of, uh, you know, this kind of, uh, at times positive message, but there's always kind of a, um, a negativity that's kind of over some of it. I mean, I don't know. I, you, well, you can, I, you can interpret all of it for yourself, but you really should. It's only, you know, it's not, it's not that long of an album. The total running time of the album, let me see. I think it's like 40 minutes, if I remember correctly, 46 minutes and 57 seconds, 46 minutes, 57 seconds. Um, yeah, and, and just so that, you know, it was recorded starting in January 82 is when they started recording it. And then they finished recording it in March 84. My birthday was March the 2nd, 19, uh, in, in, that's my birthday, March the 2nd. So it finished recording somewhere close to my birthday. It was released June the 4th, 1984. So when you're listening to some of those lyrics, and even listening to Born in the USA, you have to understand it in light of 1982 to 1984. You have to understand what was happening in America there. You know, you had some recessions going on. You had some things going on. I mean, just to even try to interpret it as positive, it's just, it's just historically inaccurate. It's just foolish. Um, and it's just, it's just sad. So just, and I do have to admit, uh, to deal with this. This is just a, a dumb, a dumb thing you have to deal with. If you've ever seen the cover of Born in the USA, you have Bruce Springsteen standing. His backside is showing, all right? His backside is showing. Obviously, lots of girls in 1984 really liked his backside, okay? Um, he's got a red hat in his pocket. And his hand, you can kind of see his hand down to his side. Now, there was conspiracy theories in the 80s going into the 90s that this was to represent Bruce Springsteen urinating on the American flag because he's standing in front of what's clearly an American flag. And this was some argued that this was symbolic of him urinating on the flag. Bruce Springsteen says that that's an absolute lie. That's not the case. And, and Bruce Springsteen says he's, he does not do a lot of hidden symbols on album covers. He's, that's not his thing. And he's definitely not known for that. Um, basically, it comes down to this. They decided to have his back turn because, in the words of Bruce Springsteen, I can't say it as crudely as he did, but basically uh, the uh, photographer felt that his butt looked better than his face. 
So they tried a lot of different shots of his backside. That's the one they felt looked the best. And that's how it was sold. And a lot of teenage girls, clearly in 1984, they thought it was great. Right? So, you know, it did. the cover didn't do anything for me, but for a lot of females, it did. So um, that's the story of the infamous cover for Born in the USA. I can't believe there was an actual theory. I had never even considered that that was him urinating on the flag, but um, I never came to that conclusion, but I did hear a lot of teenagers in the 80s debating this. Um, and that was more of my hardcore music uh, fans because we were debating the way the way that the way it started was wait this born in the USA that's kind of subversive this is not really pro America you know I think the cover I think that cover the way he's standing in front the way he's holding his head I think it's symbolic of him urinating on the flag and that's how it started probably with more hardcore fans because only the hardcore fans picked up with the fact that the song wasn't positive while most people generally thought it, he was praising America. Um, so obviously they would not have ever considered it as a symbolic gesture of urinating on the flag on the cover. So just if you did not know that, that is a part of the mythology of the 1984 album. And when you have an album that sells over 30 million copies, uh, yeah, all kinds of ideas and interpretations come into it. So there you have it. Please take some time, maybe even this Memorial Day weekend, maybe over the summer, just throw in, I want to say throw in, you don't, you don't, you don't have CD players anymore, so, so that's kind of an outdated reference. Throw on your turntable, that's an out, well, that's not really an outdated reference since vinyl is selling again. I don't care how you listen to it. Listen to Born in the USA album by Bruce Springsteen. Listen to the whole thing, and this time, hey, do me a favor. Try to understand the lyrics. Right, and the next time, if you're getting here's 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 a key. If you're getting ready to vote for a politician, and they use "Born in the USA" as a part of their political campaign, a rally, anything, don't vote for them. I don't care. Don't vote for them. That they're, they're dis to me. That that immediately disqualifies them for office. That disqualifies them for office because it shows that they're incapable of understanding something as simple. As a, as a pop radio song. I mean, I know, I know Bruce Springsteen may not want to be classified that way, but basically, I mean, it, it was a pop song that was played on radio. Okay, whatever. If you can't interpret that, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. And I have to say this for Christians. I don't know how many Christian men and women I've heard speak of Bruce Springsteen's 1984 completely demonstrating that they could not interpret it. Let me just say something to all Christians. If you can't interpret Born in the USA, okay, I think I said 1984, okay, that's a different song by a different group, okay, all right? If you cannot interpret Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen, okay, uh, just do me a favor. Don't even attempt to be able to interpret the Bible. Don't even argue with anyone about the meaning of the Bible because if you can't understand a little pop song by Bruce Springsteen and you can't understand that song, in its historical context, in its lyrical context, then you do not deserve any credit. In fact, you don't deserve to be taken seriously in your interpretation of anything. All right? I mean, it's just, it's just sad, but it's the reality of it. All right, so what have we learned? 35 years ago, about this time of year, nobody really knew what was about to drop at the record store. Some of us knew it was coming. 
And on June the 4th, 1984, many of us went and picked up that album, Born in the USA, and it became the soundtrack to the summer of 84. Some of us got it. Many people did not. 35 years later, there's still a lot of people who still cannot interpret lyrics of pop songs. Why is that? Why is that? Now, we could do an entire podcast about that. I have my theories, but I'll stop right there. Well, thank you for listening. Have a great Memorial Day weekend for whatever you may be doing. I hope you have a great time. Listen to some music. Listen to some music, all right? Listen, but remember, every song has a meaning. Every song was written by one or multiple songwriters, and they wanted to convey some kind of meaning, some kind of message. Yes, enjoy the musical aspect of it, but if it has words, think about what they're saying. All right. Have a great weekend. Until next time.